0: Hi guys, welcome to another edition of the Raps on TV podcast. I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and sharing the show. We appreciate your support. I'm Tom, a writer for Raps on. Unfortunately, Anam and Kojo can't be here today as they're in France celebrating Kojo's wedding. But they'll be back next week to discuss the fallout of Saturday's mega fight. I'll be joined on the line by some of the Raps on TV team members to discuss some great topics we've got for you this week. We'll start by looking ahead to this weekend's blockbuster bout between Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. We'll review Terence Crawford's victory over Julius Indongo becoming boxing's only undisputed champion, Dylan White's victory on the undercard and who he should face next, Rigando Lomachenko reportedly on the verge of being announced for December 9th in Madison Square Garden, and Carl Frampton officially splitting from his trainer and promotional team Barry and Shay McGuigan. So guys, remember to call in on o one five o six. Two four three four zero three to discuss any of today's topics well there's nowhere better to start than the story that's going to dominate the headlines as we enter fight week whether it should or shouldn't be it's going to be the biggest money fight in boxing history some of us can't wait for it to happen and some of us can't wait for the hype to be over but it's here this saturday mayweather versus mcgregor the build-up's going to go mad this week. If you turn on Sky, you'll see promotion every second every, at the start of every football game afterwards, and it's only going to get more and more as we get closer. The fighters are going to be desperate to drum up pay-per-view sales, and I'm sure the promotion's going to go mad. The bookies have got May, uh, McGregor as a uh, one to one to. They've got McGregor at three to one to win the fight, smaller odds than Nathan Cleverly to beat Badu Jack and that's probably because we've had a lot of casual fans swayed by the drama with the poorly Malinaji sparring clips last week. For most of us, we think that the fight could be a bit of a foregone conclusion. The real question is, will the hype deliver? Because if Mayweather puts on one of his usual performances and comfortably outpoints McGregor, most of the fans watching who've paid the money, you know, especially Americans who've paid $100 for the fight, they're going to be disappointed with the result, and it could be similar to the Pacquiao fight. So the question is: Is it going to be good for boxing as well? Anyway, we'll open up the lines and see what you guys think. So, are you looking forward to the fight, or do you, are you more sort of, you know, on the hardcore side of things and thinking you want it over and done with now, really?
1: I'm, I'm getting a bit sick of all the hype, but I still want to see the outcome because I want to see, I want to see the USC fans give Mayweather his gym. Because the boxing fans know what he can do, but they think to be uh, they think be forgetting he's forty nine and know He's a multi-weight world champion. He's a multiple-time world champion, and they just think they need to go back and look at his other fights. Go back, watch his other fights, and then you'll realise what McGregor's stepping in this.
0: Yeah, although he's been out of the ring for a while now, some of the biggest opponents he beat, he was at, you know, 36 years of age already then. So even with the time out of the ring, is it going to make such a difference for someone who's always in the gym? Although he portrays it like he's living, a you know, in the strip club and stuff, he actually lives a very clean lifestyle. And they say that, you know, they can't keep up with him in the gym now. So it's hard to see how McGregor would win the fight. Do you think the Do you think the Mayweather will go for his normal style and try and outbox him, or do you think they'll want to knock McGregor out?
1: I was watching highlights of a fight earlier that of Mayweather's and I think it's going to go exactly the same way as this. And that was against a two or Gatti. Yeah. He 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 went toe to toe with a brawler, and he beat he beat Gatti up basically. He, the The shots he was landing on Gatti were just pinpoint accurate. And he was on the offensive all the time, and he basically made Gatti corner pull him out. And I think, I think, I don't think Connor will quit. I think it's Connor pull him out.
0: Yeah, there's lots, been lots of speculation that he'll find a way out of the fight. I saw Paulie Malignaggi did an IFL interview today where he was saying that that's what he thought would happen. Uh, how many rounds do you give McGregor?
1: I think it's going to be done before six, to be honest. And I think a couple of them, Mayweather will be just carrying him a bit because if he goes out and blasts him in a round, um, all the fans are going to go mental. But if he carries him for a couple and then uh, takes him out, they're going to be a bit more happy then.
0: And um. Do you think it's good for boxing? Because I mean, it's obviously it's brought so much attention to the sport, and you know maybe it gets people who weren't interested in it before they get a lot more interested in it now, and will follow the real fights like the golovkin canelo fight coming up. So I think there's a side to you know there's two sides to the argument. What do you think?
1: I, I, it's a bit difficult because all the money's going to them, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I know you get in the under the undercard fighters are going to get a good scratch out of it, but. And it's given good exposure to two UK fighters on, who were both on the card. I think that's that's brilliant because you've got Savannah Marshall making their debut, and then you've got Nathan Cleverly against Adel Jack. Yeah, uh, I just think it's, I just think it's crazy that they're giving they're giving McGregor more of a chance in the betting than they are Nathan Cleverly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know, that's a bit of a mad one, isn't it? I think, I'm think i quite looking forward to the Javonta <laughs> Davis fight, actually. I think that'll be it'll be good to see him out again. Hopefully he steps up his competition soon, though.
1: Yeah, did you see him there uh, firing the
0: senior byfield? That was a good one. Yeah, well, you know, most people are saying that Senior Byfield held his own, weren't they? Which is, you know, yeah. he's a good fighter. I mean, that Sammy McNess was a great fight, but you'd, you'd have thought that Javonta Davis would be a bit too much to handle for him, really
1: and byfield had just done eight rounds firing with someone else
0: really i didn't know that yeah so i mean it's even more impressive i don't know whether that takes away from davis or just adds to the quality of byfield
1: but the the thing what you can say about davis is he's a 130 uh 130 pound fighter whereas byfield uh yeah
2: Yeah,
0: he's much bigger
1: um well I'll just it, it,
0: ask you about the other undercard fight, the Jack Cleverly fight. How do you see that one playing out?
2: This is a bit
1: difficult this one because
0: Jack Jack is one of them
1: fighters where he's not a ten out of ten on anything, but he's like a seven out of ten on everything. He, yeah. He just does the it just does the fundamentals well. But then you've got Cleverly, whose chin is great. His yeah. work rate is good and he's not one to back down back down he keeps coming forward so it makes it. I tell you what it makes for a brilliant fight I just don't know I can't decide what, I want the I want the Brits to win I just don't know whether Jack will be just a bit too much for him.
0: Yeah I'd have to agree with you because I think Cleverly will keep coming forward but that probably will be the factor that plays into Jack's uh, that'll play into Jack's hands because he's got great fundamentals which is you know that's why everyone says that he's a great rounded fighter and I think that if Cleverly stays there in front of him, eventually he'll get worn down by Jack because I mean Jack did look huge at one six eight. Whether that carries up remains to be seen, but it might be too much for him. It might be too much for Cleverly to handle. But anyway, Paul, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to you when we're talking about the possible Rigando Lomachenko fight. I think we've got in yeah, no on the problem. line, so we're gonna go over to him. Thanks very much. Yeah, no problem you, mate. Hi, Nan. Hello. How you doing, man? Hey, how's Tom, how's, how's doing, man? Paris?
2: I'm, I'm good. Paris is, Paris is great, man. I'm just uh, standing on my balcony in my hotel room, just looking at people of all different colours and crew just walking past. The vast majority, probably illegal immigrants. But that's, <laughs> uh, that's a Europe of you these days, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just, I'm staying quiet on that it's one. A bit rough, <laughs> It's a bit rough but yeah he's gonna get on with it. Um so Mayweather yeah, McGregor. Uh, Mab- yeah, Mayweather McGregor, uh I'm just glad it's uh, uh coming to a head this Saturday. It's gonna be nice just to get these MMA fans off the Facebook and feed social media feed. You know, because they're nonsense sometimes. So aggravated, you yeah, know. You just you want to see
0: the end I've of I've never it. seen so much um, chat like it. Really, when you think about it. all the yeah. posts on the groups and everything, it's out of control. Really, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's cringe worthy. You <clears throat> know, I've said, you know, I've, I've saved a few of these posts because I will be going back. God forbid, forbid anything happens to me, Reverend. Uh, oh if anything happens to me, imagine, we will have
0: to take cover, uh, won't we?
2: I mean, I cannot imagine if that unbelievable happens, and you know he, he actually gets stopped. I mean, God, we will never hear the end of it. I mean, do you think you but can give McGregor
0: is... a chance? I mean, I you can you can't really say yeah, he has no I chance mean, at all, I guess. But
2: you can't say that. You can't say that. But but you know everything is stacked against him, really, isn't it? You know, he's stacked yeah. against him. I I think what's going to happen, and you know, I don't know if Paul said this already. I think what's going to happen is Paul McGregor's going to be out of breath. So uh, our energy by the fourth or fifth round, yeah, you know, and uh, he's literally going to be a sitting target, you know. Yeah. He's had no real tech boxing training because not even bought a boxing trainer, so I don't understand how he's going to be able to adapt with anything, you know. You know, some of the poses he's been putting out on social media with his pictures and people being highlighting how he's, you know, where he's, where he's throwing punches at, he was leaving himself widely exposed, you know. Counter hooks and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's gonna be a beatdown. I think it's gonna be a severe beatdown, uh, and probably gonna get stopped by the ninth or tenth round if he's not being stopped already. 9th or tenth round? Yeah, hard. pull for it.
0: Wouldn't go more than six.
2: Yeah, that, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's possible, but I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just being a bit safe here by saying yeah. like eight, nine, ten, <laughs> that that kind of level. You know, it's gonna be just a. Yeah, I think four or five rounds is probably going to be able to take the beating, you know, but after uh, yeah, after five or six rounds, if it's completely energy. it's like a, literally a sitting duck, and if just taking punches after punch, after punch, after punch, it's going to be McGregor maybe, must clearly be quite confident, because he's been pushing for his lighter gloves as well. So, Yeah, I was going to ask you, shutout, do you think that's you know, going to have it, any
0: difference on the outcome, the eight-ounce gloves?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course it will. You know, the punch is going to be much harder. Um, you know, you're not going to have as much padding on the on the gloves, so it definitely will. But what he's shown is the mindset of that. I don't know if he's trying to play into McGregor's head. You know, um, but...
0: it would seem that the the mind games are. Uh, you know, a lot of the build-ups focused on him not really trying, which is a tactic we've seen yeah. from him before, haven't we?
2: Yeah, so he could be like trying to get into McGregor's head and say, I want to come and knock him out, you know, and, and he just does his usual thing, really, you know, which will be an absolute disgrace if he does that,
0: you yeah. know, because I think
2: well, that would literally just be so bad for boxing, you know. Not so everybody can appreciate maybe what he does, and he shouldn't be doing that, you know, especially when he's fighting a complete novice, he needs to take yeah. him out. And there was huge um,
0: backlash after know, the Pacquiao fight, and that was, you know, the perceived number one and number two, so.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so I just think, like, you know, if if his intentions are right, he's not playing any minor games, and he's gone for the light gloves, you know, his intentions can only be I want to take this guy out, which would be great, 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 great way to shut some of these guys up. Anyway, mate, listen, I want to be making a move, so listen, yeah. i to be listening to the show. Have a great one, and uh, yeah, just us listen. Yeah, let's thanks a lot for calling in, mate. Cheers. No worries, mate. Speak to you soon. See you Cheers. soon. Bye.
0: All right, we've got one more call to take on the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Hello?
3: Hello. All right, who's that? Yeah, hi, Tom. It's
0: the other Tom. Tom All Mike. right, hi. How are you doing, man? Good to speak to you.
3: Yeah, not too bad, mate. How are you
0: doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How do you think the Mayweather-McGregor fight's going to play out then?
3: Yeah, I think everyone sort of just summed it up, really. Um, obviously... It is, to be realistic, it is a complete mismatch. And I think the way I think MMA fans are coming across, I think they're trying to focus the fight on power alone and that when you sort of size up the, the two uh, fighters obviously at the press conferences, at the uh, build-up to the fight, McGregor is obviously naturally the bigger guy. So I think they're sort of focusing the fight on that power and but I think it comes down to Mayweather's just boxing IQ and ability, and I think he's just gonna play with McGregor for as long as it lasts. So, yeah, I think yeah,
0: it's the sort of brain against brawler stuff, isn't it? And are, yeah, you, lo- are you looking forward to all the build-up? Because I'm sure it's gonna, you know, there's gonna definitely be some stuff going off this week, probably scripted slightly, but I'm sure it'll, you know, it's gonna capture our imaginations. Are you looking forward to that, or do you think that it makes it all into a bit of a circus?
3: Yeah, I, def- I definitely think it's going to intensify when it comes to the final press conference Thursday, way and Friday. Probably will get a little bit heated, but it's obviously the job of the promoters and the head broadcasters to separate the two fighters and leave it all in the ring. I think. So, but yeah, it's been it's been entertaining. It's obviously a global event; everyone's been glued into it, regardless if you think the fight's competitive or not. I think everyone's just glued in and. Yeah, it's just, it just makes for a great spectacle, and whether a shock is on the cars, I don't see, but anything can happen in sport. And, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just sort of it's impossible to, to rule see. it
0: out, isn't it? But then I guess that's what's keeping everyone that's what's keeping everyone involved, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I think just from like a boxing purist perspective, obviously, saying well anything can happen in sport, you've got to obviously be realistic, and you know that a forty nine and zero fighter who's fought the very elite
0: yeah probably the best of our generation really
3: yeah the likes of obviously Canelo obviously a young Canelo but some like the best fighters of a generation and for a man to step up in his professional debut coming from a different discipline I think it just sort of says a lot
4: really Yeah
0: it'll be interesting to see what sort of level McGregor's on whether he's sort of at a southern area level maybe or you know if he actually does a lot better than people expect because it's quite hard to tell especially with his coaching team because you know it looks like he hasn't actually got a dedicated boxing coach in there which is surely a big mistake
3: Yeah well I mean he did uh, start off at an amateur boxing club in Dublin but I think that sort of intelligence that Mayweather has been surrounded by his whole sort of life and the devotion to boxing, I think is definitely going to be, um, show superior, uh, superiority on the night. So,
0: well, yeah. Thomas, did you see the Crawford in Dongo fight last weekend?
3: I caught, yeah, I caught the, uh, fight the next day. I didn't uh, stay up to watch it, but I caught the, uh, the fight yeah
0: yeah that was a really clinical performance by Crawford in front of his home crowd getting the third round knockout. It saw it looked like Crawford yeah, was... you know Crawford's technique and counterpunching, punching it was just a different level really in there and do you think that in a lot of people are giving indongo a lot of backlash about that fight, but do you think that it's a case that Crawford's just really an elite fighter, or do you think Indongo was slightly overrated for beating a aged Ricky Burns and the early knockout, which is hard to take a lot from?
3: Well, I mean, like, before the fight, I thought a lot of people were criticising Indongo for being an unknown quantity and not really from his performance in Russia when he went over and won the uh, world title. And then, obviously, the unification with Burns. Still not a lot of people going into the Crawford fight, and especially the American public, probably didn't know a lot about Indongo, and probably didn't even... See his fight against Burns, but I think just different in levels. I think Crawford's just a, a very, very, just all-rounded, just great fighter. And I think, in a sense, Indongo's still capable of competing around uh, world level. More than definitely hold his own yeah, because... at world level. I just think Crawford has that ability, sort of, for when, when before a fight think that there's a challenge against him he makes it look so simple and exposes a good fighter a good fighter at world level and makes him look bang average so I think it's just his all-rounded just elite ability
0: yeah I think I think Indongo will come again actually I wouldn't even be surprised if Indongo won the uh, you know one of the world titles back I thought that he came out very aggressively and lots of people were saying, you know, he should have been more cautious and got into the fight and had some time to try and judge Crawford. But I think, you know, his best chance was to go for the early knockout because Crawford was clearly just the, you know, had the superior ring IQ. And I thought, you know, he'd actually, the first round I would have probably given it to Ndongo, I thought, just on his aggression because it was very even. Yeah. Yeah, and I could see Dongo coming back. What, do you think any of the English fighters, or, you know, British fighters, like Josh Taylor, even O'Hara Davis, could try and pick up one of those 140 belts?
3: Uh, I think probably your, our best shot at contending for a world title would probably be Josh Taylor. Uh, O'Hara, even though he'll learn a lot from the Josh Taylor see, I think he's going to be operating around British level, I'd say, for the next... After 18 months, and depending on whether he's re- he'll be able to respond and beat Tom Farrell emphatically and be able to sort of, you know, keep that status and build himself up past uh, British level, we'll have to wait and see. He's but come out he with a lot of comments from...
0: saying that he thinks belts are meaningless this week and that he just wants to get paid as well, which is hardly good for his promotion, is it?
3: No, well, I mean. Mayweather could probably get away now with saying that belts don't make mean anything because he's obviously been there, done that. But I think
0: yeah, exactly. some
3: for the fighters growing up and wanting to achieve their dreams of becoming a world champion, I think every step is as crucial as what... Um, but I think you just got it's got to be a, a steady progression capturing um, the belts to obviously reach that world level. There's no point in saying, oh, that belts don't mean anything because it's all a, a progression to winning a world title so
0: and um so everyone you know the general consensus is that Crawford's going to go up to 147 now how uh how yeah. do you think he fares there do you think that he's going to possibly even become top of that division or do you think that it might be a bit trickier with the size well,
3: i think probably his toughest fight at 147 would probably be spent but yeah i agree that, I think the 147 pound division is probably going to be the most competitive division now that Crawford potentially could um, will will move up to 147. But there's always a fight with Mikey Garcia at 140 that he might uh, look to take and maybe. Um, yeah,
0: you see, I thought about that on. Mikey Garcia fight, but uh, they faced each other in the amateurs and Crawford won that and. I don't think Garcia's going to want to face Crawford, actually. I thought he looked quite... uh, He didn't look like he had the sort of frame at 140 to sort of have the same punch that he has at 135. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I actually think, you know, if you look at his career, he's actually... I think, you know, I'm a big fan of Mikey Garcia. I think he's a great fighter, but I do think he's been matched quite carefully. And um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to actually. I don't think they'll want any of that Crawford fight. I think they wanted the Lomachenko fight because I think you know he's got a good chance in that one because he is so much bigger. But I think there's nowhere else to go for Crawford now apart from one four seven. I quite like to see him against someone like uh, Sean Porter because I think that his brawling style could be you know that's a bit of a different challenge to see what Crawford's got really when it's sort of being put on him the whole time.
3: So do you suggest that he probably needs a warm up fight to sort of settle into the division? Obviously like not someone that is just gonna be a tick over uh, fight, but definitely someone in the um World Division that is recognised as either a world title contender or someone that's building their way up yeah, I to think, um
0: I think that would be I think that would be a good idea because I don't think although I mean if Pacquiao if the Pacquiao Horn rematch goes ahead and Horn wins, which I would actually have to say is probably the more likely outcome now if they do rematch, I think that Aaron would be quite yeah. keen to throw him straight in with Horn because, you know, he's been trying to get that WBO belt to Crawford for a while now. He's trying to feed Pacquiao to him. And, you know, that it's sort of that's a bit of a heartless move by Aaron really when you look at it because he knows that Crawford would have beaten Pacquiao, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think that if that yeah, belt think... becomes available, you know, if that fight with Horn becomes available, I think they might bypass a, you know, an entry well elsewhere and try and get that straight away.
3: Yeah. Well, well I, I mean, ha- if you look at all the champ- champions at one four seven, his best bet if he wants to look to those unification fights will probably be Jeff Horn. But then you don't want to brand Horn as another uh, one of the weaker champions. You sort of. But I think he's probably his best bet is to fight um Horn if he's gonna have a belt before he unifies against Spence or um Furman. So
0: Um Alright, well Thomas I might come back to you later, but thanks very much for calling in. I think Mark's on the line now to talk about the cross Yeah, no worries mate. as well. But I'll come back to you later, mate. Thanks a lot.
3: Alright, perfect, no worries. Uh,
5: hello? Hey Tom, how you doing? Mark?
0: I'm good, mate. How are
5: you? Yeah, good mate, good. Um you're holding your own in there, um, in in the, in the in the um on the show, mate so well the you.
0: Cheers. Tricky start, but we're we're going now, hopefully.
5: <laughs> yeah, Yes, yeah, you're flying, mate, you're flying. <laughs> so the Crawford
0: in Dongo fight. Did you watch it?
5: Yeah. I did indeed, yeah, yeah. Um I, I I always try and watch the fight obviously, and um and yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a cracking fight. You can't take anything away from Terence Crawford. You know, he's he's such a such such a class act. But <clears throat> um, obviously, Paul and I had had a um, the guy who just called in recently. Yeah. Um, we're having a conversation. Um, sort of, you are probably privy to that on WhatsApp. And yeah. um, I I just think you know, in Dongo, I think, well, who who is he fought? You know, he's in Dongo as for absolutely nobody. Yeah, okay, he fought. He fought Ricky Burns and and the Russian Tronofsky. Um but Tronovsky really was sort of untested and
0: yeah, you can't take until... anything because it was such an early knockout as well. So you can't really take you couldn't take much from Indongo's performance there.
5: Yes, I agree, and and I think I think up until the the Tronofsky fight, I don't think he'd fought outside of um, outside of Africa.
0: Yeah, no, he hadn't. He had, I think, every single fight was in Namib- Namibia. I think. I'm not sure if he mid- might have fought somewhere else in Africa, but and,
5: yeah, and I think it was
0: because <clears throat> he was brought over by Eddie Hearn for the Ricky Burns fight, thinking he was an easy touch yeah. to get Burns that unification, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah,
5: that's right. Yeah, and and we all know that <clears throat> you know obviously Ricky Burns is 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 an aging, um, he was he was an aging Ricky Burns, and he's not the he's not the biggest of punches either, or not. And I, I don't think you know. Terence Crawford and, and the Crawford team must have been rubbing their hands together, to, you know, when they when they saw that he'd got built yeah, and they'd definitely. got um, they have got that fight lined up, because you know, if, if nothing else, we all know that Terence Crawford can. Um, number one, he can he's, he's a classy fighter, and number two, he can bang as well, you know. Um, and and Andy can stand there and fight, and that that was proven in in the Gamboa fights as well, you know. So um, I, I just think it was a case of. Dongo just got thrown into the Lions, you know, yeah, and, and I, got taken out
0: big start. Yeah, I think that, I mean, Crawford, he just showed that he's, you know, there's world-level fighters <laughs> and then Crawford's really just an elite-level fighter. And actually, there was quite a bit of controversy after, afterwards because Teddy Atlas, uh, I don't know if you saw on ESPN, he did a pound-for-pound pound list of his top five fighters and he put uh, Crawford at number three, I think, behind Lomachenko at number one. I mean, where do you put Crawford okay. in your pound
5: for pound now? Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think is is him in the top five, and, and and I wouldn't say sort of pound for pound. You know, um, it's it's so um, it's such a, a personal opinion thing. Yeah. It, it's what you like, and like That's people true, say, yeah. Lomachenko shouldn't, shouldn't be in the in the in the pound for pound sort of top five, if you like. But I suppose he's had nine, ten fights, whatever it is, but. You look at those his past seven, eight opponents, and they're class people. You know, he's not giving credit for um, for some of the people that 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 he has put away and and put away um, quite comfortably as well.
0: Yeah, I think that. um, Well, I'm not really sure to be honest because I I think it's hard not to have Ward as your number one pound for pound because I see what you're saying about (laughs) the resume on uh, Lomachenko, but then. Ward's got the resume into different divisions, and I think a lot of the thing with Lomachenko, it's like he's got a beautiful style to watch, and that sort of that gets him a lot of fans. Ward's style isn't that beautiful to watch, but it's not to say that it's less skillful. If you know, what I mean, the way he sort of you know he can handle any type of fighter on the outside or inside. I think have we seen someone really take it to Lomachenko on the on the inside of a you know a top top fighter? I mean, maybe Gary Russell, in fairness, but. I think that he needs a few more big fights to prove it.
5: Yes, I, I I agree totally, and and I don't think there's um um there's there's anyone that that, that could sort of argue against Andre Ward at the moment. He's he's um, has he ever put a foot wrong in 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 boxing terms? No, no and it's a shame he had that two him.
0: years out. Yeah, because you know who knows where yeah, he would agree. be now. Because it might yeah, not even right, yeah, be a right, debate agree. anymore if he if that hadn't happened.
5: Yeah, <laughs> no, i agree but you know obviously we we've gone over it and gone over it but you know um ward ward's last last two outings you know against against a um you know an apparent an, an apparent monster you know he just especially the second the second fight, he just made him look ordinary and and um ward looked looked the aggressor, or was the aggressor, you know, yeah. so, um, I so thought, yeah, I think was for a really me, impressive um,
0: performance from Ward in that fight, the second yes. particularly, I thought he just showed, you know, how he's got the class to adapt in any situation, really.
5: Yeah, so I, I agree, and, and and I think we watched very quickly him adapting those, those first two rounds, so yeah, for me, I think Ward number one, and then, um, you know, it really is sort of a, a, a toss-up between the next four to make the top five, and, and, I don't think there's any dispute in that, that Crawford is in there. Um, but yeah. but where I, I'm, I'm not too sure. Yeah. I'm not too sure.
0: So when Crawford goes up to one four seven, who do you think will be his toughest fight? Mm-hmm. Do you think Spence as well? Paul Thorby Spence, lots of people <coughs> saying Thurman could be.
5: Yeah. I think, I think Errol Spence um, junior is, is, is the man at one four seven. You know, we obviously um, he's, is not um, have the the, the the sort of time in the weight that, that Thurman's had, but uh, yeah, I think he's the man. I think I think you, you you can tell he looks bigger than them all. He looks stronger than them all, faster than them all, um, and slicker than them all. And and I think um, if Crawford Bud Crawford goes up and immediately goes to Spence, I think that's a mistake. Um, I would love to see him um, dance with Amir Khan. I, I would love to see that fight. I just think it's um, it's a great stepping stone because Khan is not a massive um, one four seven, um, but he's he's fast, he's slick, um, and and obviously Crawford can punch. Like, it's just I think it's just been an interesting
0: fight. I know would be an interesting fight, but I think that's that's borderline suicidal for Khan to be honest. I think that Khan probably needs an easy fight himself rather than the easy yeah, fight for I agree. Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: I agree, I agree. Um, I, I would just like to see that fight, you know, for the yeah. styles, really.
0: Yeah, I think, I guess the only problem with 147 as well is because Spence and Thurman, they're with Al Heyman, aren't they? And then Crawford's with Aram. And, you know, there's a danger we yeah. might never get to see the fights because of that unless they can work something out. And, you know, we've seen <laughs> in the past that they rarely can. So that could be a shame yeah, if it they really. never get to meet.
5: Yeah, it would be would be really unfortunate. Um do 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 you Tom um, really think that he will make the move to 147 or do you think that um he will be drawn to that sort of Garcia fight? Uh
0: I don't think Garcia is going to want the fight. I think that uh Crawford Okay. Yeah, I think the Gar- I think Gar- I well I don't know. I was uh, I think Paul mentioned this as well uh, or maybe it was Thomas actually. I think cuz um the thing is Crawford's already beaten Garcia in the amateurs, and I I think the size would yeah. be too much. I think that Garcia is a great technical boxer, mm-hmm. but probably not on the same level as Crawford. So he's he's going to be smaller, less technically gifted, slightly, and probably a less high yeah. IQ. So I I think they'll keep Garcia away from that fight. I think he'll he'll fight the winner of the Lenares Campbell fight. I think will be next for him. And I mean, yeah, that's a great yeah, matchup I I, I agree, well. I agree. And then um Dilly and White fought on the undercard. I mean it was very early, it wasn't even they didn't even show it live. Um, but uh, what did you make of that fight? He was fighting Malcolm Tan, he'd had two fights in ten years. Dillian White came in at two hundred and sixty yep. pounds, is a career heaviest, I think. What did you make of all of that?
5: Yep. Um I, I, I obviously I'll always support Dillian White um, because he's a Brit and and, and I actually I, I think he he brings a lot to um, to to the British heavyweight scene as well as obviously as the world heavyweight scene which he will go on to do I'm sure. Um, when when I first saw the size of Dillian White, I was like, "Wow, are you really doing this?" You know, um, and and I, and I think it might have just been sort of a, a tactical switch up. Because last time he was quite slim, wasn't he? He was quite tall um, yeah, quite was. and quite lean last time. Everyone thought uh, he was gonna the le- in leanest in a... we've
0: seen him. Yeah, everyone thought he was going to come <laughs> in career best condition for this fight. So I think that everyone was so surprised when he came in heaviest. But he actually—I mean, they said this on the commentary—he actually looked quite improved in there. I thought. I mean, I guess you have to take into account the opponent, but he looked to have a bigger range of punches, and you know he had the extra weight, but there looked to be more snap in his punches as well.
5: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah, I agree with you there, Tom. I, I think, you know, when the punches landed, there was that, that, that definite, you know, that, that third he was punching through yeah, the target it was really especially good. especially to the body. Um, I suppose really what good. annoys me a little bit with, with Dillian White is, is that he sort of um, is hot-headed and he, he sort of loses a little bit and, and throws these huge, huge haymakers, yeah, you know, that you can see punches, coming from next yeah. week. And I'm just afraid he's going to do himself a damage, you know.
0: Yeah, and actually Tan did catch him a few times when he went wild. Uh, he actually got countered a few times, didn't yeah, make any difference. But, you know, against a top-level yeah, opponent, that probably could make a big
5: difference. I agree. And I think it was Sean with AJ, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. He, he obviously got caught. He was, he was going forward, throwing those big punches, he got caught with that left hook in the second round, which... Which did sort of um, ping him? You could see the um, <laughs> the stars in his in his eyes, sort of thing, and he yeah. had to take a step back. and uh, And Tom came onto him, you know. So, so that was quite interesting as well.
0: Yeah, and now I guess that was a you know it was a poor opponent, but it was just a tick over. And I guess now it's really who's White's going to f- face next? There was a, Eddie hermper put a poll up on Twitter. I think everyone wants. I mean, you know, if you're a British <laughs> fan, how can you not want the Chisora rematch? <laughs>
5: Yeah, it's it's crazy, and and it'd be really interesting to see. I think then we will see because, to me, looking at White at the weekend, he did seem to carry that weight. That weight came with power as well, or bought power, you know. So, so it looked good, Um, and it'd be interesting to see um, if he comes in the same weight as he did on his last fight for, if it should happen, the Chisora fight, and how how he carries that that weight uh, that translates to power as well. So. Um, And and I think with Chisora, you you will get to see that because if if anything, you know, Chisora is a a stand there and and have some type of guy, you know.
0: Yeah, do you think that um, obviously that's what most of the fans want but Hearn seems keener on trying to get in the world title fight with Wilder or the winner of Parker Fury. Do you think he's a threat to the world champions or do you think maybe he's just a level below at the moment?
5: Yeah. um I think it depends which world champion we're talking. I think I think if, if they can get in the, the Parker Fury fight, it'd be great to see um Huey Fury come through the, the Parker fight and, and so we've got another world champion. Personally um I'm not sure he will, but I would like him to. And then to um maybe set that fight up with with White. That would be just a, another cracking event for UK, I think.
0: So um yeah so I just wanted to touch on that so you think that Parker will run through Fury.
5: Um yeah yeah I suppose um, in the past of you I think I think Parker will be too much for Fury um <clears throat> purely because I just think Fury's inactivity and, and lack of um and I want to say credible opponents I suppose yeah um you know obviously over the past couple of years and um It'd just be interesting, because Parker he he can he can have it, you know he can fight.
0: Yeah, and I think the thing is that we haven't really seen Fury tested yet. Because I mean, when you look at Tyson, he you know everyone expected him to lose that fight, but he'd he'd been tested, he'd been down, you know he'd come from adversity. Fury, we haven't really yeah. seen much from him, so we don't know what it's going to be like if he's suddenly getting it put on him by a superior boxer, really, do we?
5: No, no, I agree. I, I almost want to say that, that sort of um, that they've been very clever with with how they've brought Huey Fury through. You know, they've um, he has been protected a little bit. Um, they've really looked after him and really managed his his career well up to now and and to get him the, the world title fight. So yeah, best of luck to him. You know, and and um, I don't think he will, but I fingers crossed. I really hope that he does.
0: Well, thanks very much, Mark. I think we're going to move on to the Lomachenko-Riggendale fight now, but uh, I'll come back to you later if you're still there. Thanks a lot, mate. Excellent. Cheers, Tom. Cheers. Yeah, so we've had the Mayweather-McGregor fight that's dividing the boxing world, but now we've got the redemption that's rumoured to be on its way, the Lomachenko-Riggendale fight, which is meant to be done for December the 9th at Madison Square Garden. Rigendale's going to come up two weight divisions to 130, which I guess we kind of all expected that he'd have to do now. He's already quite small in that division, so you know maybe the size is going to be the difference, but they're both double Olympic gold medalists, and really you know, it's a bit of a wet dream fight for full-on boxing fans and definitely one of the biggest I've ever looked forward to whilst I've followed boxing. I think we're going to go back to Paul because I know that he wanted to talk about this fight. Hi, Paul. Hello, Tom. Hi, mate. Um, who do you think will win the Rigondale Lomachenko fight if it is made?
1: Uh, I'm actually a big Rigondale fan, and I think, I think he can actually do it. Uh, everything's against him.
0: Definitely, definitely against
1: Lomachen- him. Lom- Lomachenko walks around at around 138, 140. So and Rigando walks around at one two four, one two five. Yeah. So already there you're looking at about a stone a stone's
0: difference. Uh, because Rigando's already, already t- small in super bantam weight, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he only has to lose literally a couple of pounds and he, he and he's on the super bantam weight limit. Like when he when he fought Danay uh, all them years ago, he was about fifteen pounds difference in the ring.
0: The the one interesting fact I did see, which I didn't know, but you know, it's not always accurate on Box Trek, but was that apparently uh, Rigondeaux's got an, a 68-inch reach and Lomachenko's got a 65.5-inch reach, which I didn't know.
1: Yeah, I also I was also reading an article earlier about that. He uh, does actually have like a 2.5-inch reach. Yeah, he must have him. a
0: freakishly large reach, Rigondeaux, considering how much smaller he is
1: yeah well he's two
0: he's two inches shorter and
1: a stone lighter but like he carries that reach advantage so it's, yeah, it's going be interesting that's uh, probably
0: the only advantage that is that could be a significant advantage because he is you know his strength is in his defensive fighting and if he can reach in and out be quick with that jab then you know maybe that could be the difference and sort of negate the problem of the size and weight yeah do
4: you
0: think that Lomachenko, you know, he's obviously got he's a bit of a cash cow. He's got Aram and Klimas is obviously, you know, they both are very going to be very shrewd about him. Do you think they've waited Rigondos 36 now? Do you think they they've think they've caught him at the right time?
1: Yes, definitely because uh Rigondeaux got 750 grand to fight him and Lomachenko like Aram only offered 450 a couple of months back. Now, really,
0: I didn't know that.
1: How can he offer 750 like four or five years ago? And yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. He, he offers him $450 grand when when he fought Denaire, gets 750 and wins. So he's got that win behind him and then they offer him less money. Well, it does that, seem like Aram's
0: got a bit of a vengeance against him, doesn't he, for having, beating Denaire, but then going ahead with his sort of, you know, it's not... For boxing fans, I guess, you know, he's one of my favourite fighters as well, and, I, you know, I think it's just amazing to watch him. But for someone who just turns on the telly and sees him, it's, you know, it's a bit like two low punches, not much sort of contact. So I guess I think Aaron was a bit unhappy that, you know, his his a cash cow got taken out and in in his place you've got a fighter who wasn't really that willing to go out there and sell the fights although you know it seems to have taken a turn maybe rigando knows that he had to you know get this bloke on twitter on his account and start to make a noise to start getting the big fights uh, if you
1: if you follow his twitter it's absolutely
0: hilarious yeah i mean some of them are great aren't they he put he put
1: some absolutely
0: brilliant uh, oh. stuff on. <laughs> yeah, Clemus had to start coming back because they were catching on so much that he had to start retaliating for everyone started getting on them too much. Actually, I think. Um. So, Paul, uh, who have you got in your pound for pound list uh, at the moment?
1: What? Hello. Rigo and Lomachenko
0: yeah who have you got higher in your pound hey for there? pound list yeah sorry no it's just a bit the signal's not great
1: no sorry uh, at the moment I think uh, Lomachenko is actually higher in the pound for pound list but only because he's fought a bit better opposition lately whereas rigondor has been a bit quiet but if it, if Rigondor beats him he surely he, he has to go above him
0: yeah definitely I think yeah, you're right. It's because he's so inactive, it's kind of hard to have a good reason for having Rigondeau up there. But I guess, you know, it, it's like it is a subjective thing. And if you do it on the eye test, then he can be, you know, on resume at the moment, probably not. Yeah. Um, well, then you know, the big bit of domestic news at the moment, Paul, is that the, the Frampton split's been announced, which was so, sort of, you know, much anticipated with all the drama over the the fight we well, you know when it all with a sort of mysterious cancellation maybe you know maybe there was more to that we don't really know now that this has all come out but Frampton's going to be parting yeah. with his long term trainer Shane McGuigan and he's resigned from his uh, position as director of Cyclone so what do you think is the best move for him now
1: I think uh, I think he's going to end up going stateside you know because his adviser Al Herman He's got no ties at all, so I, I think he's going to break them. Just make a make a clean a clean go for it in the in the US. But the only problem being there is that he isn't a massive name in, in the US.
0: Yeah, I think um I guess he probably has built up a bit of a reputation with the with the the, first, the second sense uh the, yeah the second Santa Cruz fight. You know more so because there was a bit more hype after the first match. I think, you know, he's probably desperate to get that trilogy fight, isn't he? Because that is the big money fight for him now.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll vote with that.
0: Was anyway, um, I'm going to go over to Joe because, you know, I know he's a big fan of Frampton. So thanks very much, Paul.
1: Yeah, no problem. You've done a uh, brilliant week tonight. Well done, mate.
0: Oh, wait, sorry, mate. Uh, if you could stay on, sorry. I think Joe's just gone, but maybe if he's listening, he'll come back.
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, Al Heyman is the best move for him. To the Selby fight, do you think that he wants the Selby fight, or... Because, you know, there's been times where he could have probably had that fight It's big domestically. I think
1: Frampton will fight anyone. I, I think, like, he's one of them who, who will fight anyone. He'll take the loss if there's a better man.
3: Uh,
1: but... Lee Selby, I think Lee Selby beat him personally. Uh, I really, I really rate Selby high. He's another one who just hasn't been given that break in the fight. Like he got, he was ready to fight in the U.S. and had that problem with the
0: yeah, the blood with the test, opponent, didn't he? With the and, medical or whatever it yeah. was.
1: Yeah. and then it just seems to be he hasn't had that break yet. But I think when he does, people are going to step back and think, "Wow, he, this this kid can fight for us." He
0: is massive for a featherweight. He is huge for a featherweight. Yeah, I think I actually think Selby's. Um, I think Selby's. You know, got a shout for actually pushing for the number one spot in that division. I mean, it's actually it's such a stacked division at the moment. Who who would you have as your number one? Because I mean, you've got the champions Selby, Russell, Santa Cruz, and Valdez. Mares, I think, is the WBA regular champion. Who do you think is number one at the moment?
1: Out of the champions, uh, I think Lee Selby. Like, just purely on how I rate them. Maybe he's not on the wins he's got on his uh, resume, but I do think Selby's the better out of them all. Uh, I just don't think he's had that big chance yet.
0: And I guess the other big decision Frampton's got to make, I mean, it does seem... apparent there were rumours that he'd turned down a big off from Hearn, so it would seem that the Heyman offers probably almost a done deal. But then I guess he's still got to decide who he wants in his corner now that he's parted with Shane McGregor as well. Do you have any idea who you think would be good for him?
1: I, I, I heard rumours that he is going to go with Ringstar, not Hair, not Ring Ringstar, just the Ringstar side of it. And I think he might use the connections there to go with Salah
0: yeah there's yeah there's been lots of rumors about that i i guess it depends if he wants to stay in the u k really
1: yeah that's true
0: um well have you got anything else on the on Frampton pool or any boxing news at the moment
1: uh no no uh, not at the moment right i think we've i think we've discussed everything <laughs> all
0: right uh, i think we've got one more caller, so we'll go to him. Thanks a lot, Paul.
2: Cheers, buddy. Thank you.
4: Hello. Guys, how are you? Hey, it's Palm from Pro Box, Respect TKO. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good, very good. Um, First question, I hope Kojo's not in the studio, is he?
0: No, Kojo and anam they're both in France because Kojo's got married on the weekend.
4: That's right. That's right. So hopefully he's uh, he's having a good good time. How how's uh, how are you guys anyway? You having a good good evening yeah?
0: Yeah, it's good. Uh, what do you want to talk about, mate? We have got Crawford in Dongo, Mayweather-McGregor, the Frampton split, Rigo Loma.
4: Well, uh, funny enough, I was just listening to the uh, the the guide before, and uh, I I you know before it's sort of you know a few names were thrown out regarding Frampton's uh, next move. Um, I personally think if he if he goes stateside, he'll probably sort of... I know Quigg's training with Roach, um, but it's not the first time two top fighters have gone to the same trainer. So I think there's a potential that he may go to Freddie Roach. I think if he stays here, and another one I said the other day and a few people go, are you sure I think he could team up with Salas over here? Yeah. Who, as you guys know anyway, is, is a top trainer and, you know, he's taken... Um, Lenares to 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 you know unbelievable yeah. heights.
2: Um, yeah, he's rigging so, to his
4: trainer as yeah, well, isn't he? He is, he is. You know, so you know, he's. I, I think that's a, a real potential. Um, talking about the Lee Selby and Frampton fight, I think that's for me that's a huge fight.
0: Yeah, I definitely. don't know
4: how much that appeals to the masses. I mean, that for me, any day of the week would fill out any of the big stadiums in the UK. But whether it would be a pay per view fight for the American audience is a different thing.
0: Yeah, it's a push, but I guess, you know, Framden Quig was pay-per-view, wasn't it? So you'd have to say that Framden Selby definitely would be.
4: hundred percent. And to be honest, um, at the moment, even though Selby's one of my favourite fighters, uh, just just staying with the last uh, caller, yeah. I've got to slightly disagree, because I think um, based on what he's achieved so far, I think you've got to, in that division, you've got to put Santa Cruz slightly ahead of Lee Selby.
0: Yeah, I... I I do see that point. I think that Santa Cruz, he's probably proved it slightly more, but I think you know maybe that's not Selby's fault. That he hasn't managed to get the fight so far. He does seem to be quite an underrated and often avoided fighter.
4: Hundred 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 percent, and and I think he will certainly. He's a master tactician, and I think if he fights Franklin, I think he I think he um, he outpoints him. Um, I think he, you know he's not a known puncher. But, you know, inside the ring, his ring craft is unbelievable. So I think he outpoints uh, Frampton if they fight.
0: Who do you think would win the uh, Santa Cruz-Russell fight?
4: Interesting. Um, On that one, I'm going to go with Santa Cruz.
0: So you'd have Santa Cruz at the top of the division then?
4: I I would. But I, I honestly believe with maybe another... Uh, another fight or two big fights. I mean, Lee Selby's already there, man. You know, he's been a world champion yeah. for a few years now. Um, but I, I I reckon him and Lee Santa Cruz would be definitely
0: 50-55. And we got to finish on the Mayweather McGregor, because obviously, you know, that is absolutely. the huge story. What do you think about it? Do you think the McGregor's <laughs> got any chance?
4: It, uh, absolutely. You know, even if it's 1% or 5% chance, of course he has. You know, uh, people forget he's... he's um, you know, he's from combat sport background. You know, he's a two-weight world champion in his own right in mixed martial arts. Um, you know, and and he loves to fight. He he loves to stand up, even in the co- octagon. You know, he, yeah. he he likes to he likes to sort of throw the punches, um, strike. So I think the fact is he's got twelve years or so on Mayweather. Um, you know, he's he's rangy. You know, he's got a good left on him as well. So you've got to yeah. give him a punch chance. But I think what, what was interesting for me was I saw a very quick interview with uh, Mayweather, who reckons that he doesn't feel that he gave his all um, against Packett, which surprises me because I thought it was a, a real shout-out performance. But he reckons that this time round, he's going to stand in the middle of the ring and, and almost go toe-to-toe with McGregor. Yeah, um,
0: you see, I think that there could be a bit of talk behind that, don't you? I, think, I don't think Mayweather's going to take 100%. any risks until he's worked him out.
2: Do you think it's no, good he's, for boxing? He's, he's, he's...
4: Um, yeah, I think so. I think the, the, the thing the, the thing that I wanted to discuss with you guys was was similar to what you said to me. Does he have a chance? I think he does have a chance. But what happens if the inevitable happens in uh, in the and he beats Mayweather? Where do we go from that? Because all of a sudden, you know, this guy crosses over from UFC. He'll be the biggest name in world boxing. Yeah. And then what happens? Who, do, who does he fight? In yeah, I mean, one, it'd be well, awful, one, wouldn't it? 147? It would be it awful. Would. I yeah. mean, <laughs> when... I mean,
0: it'd make a mockery of the sport, especially considering, you know, he's always late, you know, he's built the brand of being TBE and he is widely regarded yep. as the best of the generation. So if he were to lose, I mean, he'd have the age excuse, I guess, and then there'd almost certainly be a rematch. But it's almost unthinkable, isn't it? It is
4: almost unthinkable. And I I think really you, you you hit the nail on the head a, a minute ago when you said you don't seem taking those risks, and nor do I. I don't I don't see when Mayweather is you know he's on the he's on the fringes of making around three hundred fifty million dollars. He's one fight away from, let's say you know conclusively TBE because he'll be fifty a no, yeah. so he surpasses Rocky Marciana. Um So. He, I, I don't see him taking those
0: risks. Yeah, he's not going to want to damage I've, his leg- legacy. He's had too many big fights to chuck it all away at the end. I mean, you know, he's got the money. He There's no need for him to do anything silly in this fight. And I guess, you know, that's the only problem because then, you know, it will be a bit like a mayweather Pacquiao. and the hype may well... The Pacquiao, the, I mean, the hype might not deliver, mightn't it? That's the, that's the problem. And then it might turn yeah. off a lot of would-be boxing fans.
2: Yeah,
4: absolutely. But I But I think, to be fair... A lot of people already know, and they're tuning in because it's it's more of an entertainment. It's an event, and and people wanted to see the pre-fight hype um, to it, and I think it's delivered that. But um, having said that, I, I think it's going to be a very similar fight to the Manny Pacquiao Mayweather fight in terms of once they go round or past maybe two or three rounds, I think when Mayweather starts finding his range, he'll frustrate McGregor and. You know, and and I think the other thing that probably catch up with McGregor, no doubt he's a fit lad, is, is the cardio side. You know, th- there is no no cardio, you know, like boxing cardio. So I think give it two or three rounds, I think Mayweather will start, start finding his feet. And honestly, I'm, people said he knocks him out. I don't think he knocks him out. Mayweather hasn't knocked out anybody since, what, Ricky Hatton.
0: Yeah, because I mean you can't count the LTs fight. So it's a bit like Pacquiao. People say, you know, Pacquiao's not a knockout fighter anymore and you can't really say Mayweather is either. I do think I think you know, I think Mayweather will want to get the knockout and I think that when it gets late, if it does go that far I think McGregor will gas. Yeah. I mean, we've seen him gas before. I don't, you know, I don't know Definitely. if he's going to have tried any much harder. I think that for, I think a big part of it is actually because McGregor's, you know, he's earned the big payday now. Whatever happens in the fight, and he's earned more than you know, Definitely. all these grueling fights. You know, going over to Russia in the UFC instead, he's got one boxing match. He's going to make more than he ever would have. And I, you know, I'm not even sure how much heart he will have in it. You know, he's not going to want to soil his reputation in any way but you know I don't, I don't think you know he'll be happy to take a loss and walk out of there as having put on a good performance
4: yeah absolutely and i you know whatever happens i think he's stocked with rice um there's always the option now he's crossed over for him to continue um uh, uh, maybe even get another one or two high profile boxing uh fights um in, in boxing but you know definitely there'll be no shame in him going back to UFC because, you know, he's a double world champion over there.
0: Well, thanks very much, mate. Do you want to shout out your um, shout out your Twitter and stuff for your...
4: Yeah, um, absolutely, guys. And listen, it's it's always good to uh, tune in to you guys. You're doing a great job there, so keep on doing it. And yeah, I'll thanks really, for really, calling in. Um, I really, really appreciate the support. But yeah, guys, uh, Twitter, social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, it's all pro box Respect TKO. But um keep up the good work
0: guys and take care. Alright, great. Thanks a lot.
4: All the best guys. Take care.
0: Bye bye. Well guys that's it for this week. Thanks to all our listeners across the globe. Sorry about any technical problems at the start. We really appreciate all your support and remember to follow us on all social media, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Raps on TV. Check out the website RapsonTV dot com and remember you can download the show tomorrow morning on itunes podcast and now Mekoda will be back next week so until then thanks a lot guys
2: uh.